Go. Welcome back, my friends, to the podcast that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside. Come inside. I am Joe Spiegel. Mike Sutherland. All right. And uh, I believe that today we have a special... Uh, uh, Still not special. <laughs> uh, you're like John Goodman's character from The Big Lebowski. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not being loud. You're being loud. I'm being perfectly calm. Uh, we have a special one because... We don't. This doesn't happen to us very often, but every once in a while, we get a request from somebody. This is like the third time it's happened. I know. It, that's dude. Six fucking years. It doesn't happen very often. Okay, five years, but okay. Do you really want to get into that? Yeah. <laughs> okay. We can do them. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. When we hit December twentieth, then it'll when be we six hit years. January first is six years. Mm, six years and two weeks. Um. Anyway. <laughs> um. God, it's like Republicans and Democrats or something. No, it's you have no fucking clue about business, so that's why I don't want to argue about it. So move forward. All right. Um, so I uh, I got a message on well, we got a message on Cinescape uh, magazine movie reviews. Yeah, it came to me, but really, it should have come to both of us. Yeah, and uh, but that's okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna read it. So uh, this came from a Mr. Josh Follin. Forgive me if I did not pronounce that correctly. Follin, Follin. Jimmy, Josh Fallon, like Jimmy Fallon. Um, it starts, uh, hey, Mike, and pretty much <laughs> fuck Joe because he didn't mention Joe. But, hey, um, Joe. That's okay. I'm st- I'll still here. I'll, I'll make myself known. Hey, Mike, fuck you, Joe. <laughs> hey, Mike, I have a new film, a dark comedy feature titled <laughs> Love is Dead. I directed, edited, produced, and acted in that is being released digitally on Thanksgiving and would love if you would consider giving it a look and perhaps reviewing slash chatting about it on the podcast. It's an adaptation of Irish playwright um, Shawnee, Shawnee, not Shawnee, yeah, Shawnee uh, Sugru's uh, stage work by the same name. Our second collaboration together, the first being a dark thriller called Catch Twenty Two, based on the unwritten story of Shawnee Sugru. By Shawnee Sugru. By Sh- oh my god damn it, that was released earlier this year. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have said anything, but it's not of Shawnee; it's by Shawnee. All right, and then it just has you know the details about the you know yeah. information description of that, and then uh, you let me know if you have any interest. Thanks, Josh. Right. So, Love Is Dead is a traditional family sitcom exploring all the traditional network television tropes: chauvinism, sexism, adultery, rape, murder, love, etc. Hmm. Cast includes Alice Kremelberg, who is in Orange Is the New Black. Lolita Foster, who is also in Orange is the New Black, and Al Thompson, The Royal Tannenbaums, A Walk to Remember, Love Don't Cost a Thing, plus many, many others, including Josh himself. Love is Dead is an in-your-face comedy that is much needed in a world filled with light-hearted comedy. Cleveland International Film Festival. Let me know if you have any interest. Well, yes. I yes, said, I do. said, hell yes. I, I replied, um, we love it when, when someone uh, trusts us enough to uh, have us uh, you know, critique their film. <laughs> yeah, um, and this is something that we're going to want to do more and more of because um, I believe that this is a, this is an art form that does not get enough recognition. The yeah, independent it's, filmmaker, it's know? a completely untapped market, and we're not talking like indie films like uh, Everybody Wants Some or Dazed and Confused. Um, yeah, uh, uh, Miramax shit. No, who directed those films? Uh, Richard Linklater. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Even though Linklater is, you know. A true independent, but uh-huh. we're not talking about movie studio independent movies. Yeah. Or independent movies that get picked up by movie studios. Yeah, like this Clerks. isn't focused features. Yeah. Or, <laughs> you know, I mean, if Clerks never got picked up by an indie, yeah. uh, by a studio, it would be a truly independent film, right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we're doing this. We did uh, 
We love movies. Yes. We make movies. Sorry. We make movies. We make movies, which Cinescape is done locally. And then, uh, and then of course... By Matt and Gang and... <laughs> Ross Monroe. Ross Monroe, who uh, um, we still have to do... Uh, Brewster McGee. Brewster McGee. We haven't done Brewster McGee yet. I've been saving... You know what? I mean, part of me has been saving that one for, like, for reasons... And you know, um, since it's only been a goddamn year, but I I, I want to watch it with you. That's why I haven't watched my copy. Yeah, and and but I've been saving it. It's 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 one of those movies that um, I mean, they gave it to us. Yeah, they didn't. We didn't ask for. Well, I mean, she's like, hey, you know, we also have Brewster McGee. We're like, yeah, we're you know, we're, we'll be interested in watching it. And, and we haven't been putting it. Well, we have been putting it off, but we haven't really been quote unquote putting it off. You know, for other reasons other than I, it's. It, it's a, it's one of those movies that's like so special. It's private. It is, you know, and, uh, and we definitely appreciate Maria uh, for you know, you know right. sending all that to us. And, and yeah, and this isn't a this isn't a Ross Monroe you know kiss ass thing. I, or, it, and, yeah, you know, this is a Josh Fallen podcast that we're trying to do. But um, part of it is also um, because I wanted to get this one done. Um, before I leave, yeah, because I'm going on vacation here at the end, at the near, you know, in the middle of the month, yeah, and we're gonna be gone. We're gonna be gone for two weeks. Yeah, your white ass needs some sun. Fuck yeah, yeah, I'm my white ass. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I do. I need some fucking sun. I need to get out of here yeah, for a while. You're too fucking pink. Yeah. <laughs> No, I'm still pretty fucking dark. So. Oh, wait till your butt cheeks hit the sunlight, man. Yeah, my butt cheeks ain't hitting no fucking sun, I can <laughs> tell you that. But my, the rest of my butt, my farmer's tan, yeah, still there. My <laughs> redneck tan, you know, that, that redneck, the <laughs> literal redneck, still there. Let me tell you something about propane. <laughs> you boys been whacking it in the shed. Have you been whacking it? Stop whacking it in my shed. So... Uh, we definitely uh, appreciate uh, Josh uh, entrusting us with this, and uh, you know what? And I, I am, I am actually. This is a pleasure because I, I always have the, you know, the, this is the third time we've done this, and you know, and that doesn't count the the trailers that we watch for other people's stuff on YouTube, right? But, um, but actually watching a full length feature film, uh, I have that little reservation about well, what if the movie sucks? And like, you know, I, I want to be honest, but I don't want to be harsh. But then the the pleasure about this film was I don't have any really negative thing to say about it. Yeah. So well, way to give away the whole thing. It's a it's it is well we're gonna get into it anyway. Yeah. Um, is that I, I I'm I'm glad I'm really glad I have just a couple little nitpicky bullshit things and that's it. I otherwise I am very impressed by this film. If you guys had listened to my um, Friday the Thirteenth uh, independent pod, you know the 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 movie that we saw or I watched on YouTube. Yes. Um, when I, I stumbled across that one on, I mean, it was just a literal accident. I was flipping through and going through Fangoria stuff mm -hmm. before they had shut down their website, you know, and then brought it back. But that's a side story. Yeah. Um, I was flipping through their stuff and they have, they, they, they were just, they had gigantic boners about this <laughs> independent film. And, and like, I only saw the trailer. So I watched the trailer. I'm like, this is really fucking good. Yeah. So I had to watch the film and, and I'm like, okay, this is fucking impressive. You know, yeah. the, the guys that put this together really, really did their homework, really knew what they were doing with the Friday the 13th franchise. Yeah. Frankly, probably should be the new guys that take over the franchise if they ever redo a film, but that's down the road. Um, and 
we have been severely lucky with the other films that we've done. You know, the We Make Movies films, yeah. Ross Monroe's film. Um, why can't I fucking remember the stupid Legacy Whining? Thank you. I'm so I'm so dumb sometimes. I mean, like it, it's a unique name, man. I, I you know, it, it, it's a, it's a difficult name to remember sometimes. It is not because he is on my fucking Facebook feed, and for the past week, he's been pushing the legacy of whining because I think it's on Blu-ray. Oh, so you're just an asshole. And I totally forgot it because I'm a fucking <laughs> asshole. I, I can never. I look. This is not the first time I can never remember a legacy of whining, and I, I probably will never be able to remember that movie's title. Yeah, but I can tell you the whole fucking story. Yeah, I, look, I, I suck with names. I, I could I could talk to someone for days sometimes, and I still forget their goddamn name. Yeah, so I mean that's um, I suck with names. the The title of the movies sometimes escapes me. Anyways, getting on to Love Is Dead. Yes. What is your overall impression with it? Um, my overall impression. Um, I well, for one, I don't do impressions, but I'll give it a shot. Um, I'm sorry, I don't do impressions. <laughs> my training is in psychiatry. Yes. Um. Overall, uh, my overall impression would be that um, I was surprised at how well it was acted. Um, it was extremely well acted. It was very funny. I was smiling almost the entire film at how clever the 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 acting, the the delivery, the the writing, um, the subject matter. I mean, this movie. I was surprised a couple times because I, you know, I, I was I did not expect it to go over a certain line. You know, and then when when certain parts when people would die in it, I'm like, holy fuck, dude, they really killed someone in the in the show. You know, really killed them. I mean, yeah. they really shot them. Yeah, they're dead. They, they don't work anymore. I kept waiting for it, like, to, like they have some weird payoff where, like, oh, no, they're fine. They jump up and they're like, yeah, you fucking missed, bitch, or something, right? And and no, you know, and so, um, and the reason why it also affected me when we were watching it is because because the film was so well acted by everybody. I actually got um, invested in the characters. And so when, when a character died, regardless if they were an asshole or not, <laughs> you, you, I felt it, you know? I, I actually, you know, I, 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 yeah, it was, I was like, damn, okay. And uh, it was, yeah, I, I just, I'm still very surprised at, at how well this was because, you know, I maybe this is an, an arrogance or a, you know, uh or it could be the opposite of arrogance. It could be just an ignorance about something where, you know, you hear independent film and you think, oh, well, you know, this is going to be low quality this and low quality that. But instead, it was, I, I shit, dude. I think that um, out of the three, am I rambling? Yes. Oh, fuck you. What is your impression of the fucking film? I liked it a lot. Okay, thank you. <laughs> 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 I, I didn't want to get into a review of it yet. I wanted your overall impression of of in uh, anyways. Okay, okay uh, Joey likes it. Okay, Joey likes it. <laughs> All right. So the very first episode is called "Monsters Have Their Place." Yes. Okay. Um, I and I had to I had to take notes because there were some things that I wanted to talk about. Um, and you've got a good memory, and you can recall shit right after you've watched it. So. Yeah, but I, I wanted to write these down because they're s- specifics. Yeah. Um, like, uh, and, and I want to, so the opening felt like an old British TV comedy. Uh-huh. Okay. You know, with the lady sitting on the couch and then, you know, yelling to Walter. The crotchety husband. Yeah. And what? My back. My back is almost broken. Yeah. And, and I liked that. I, I, and they, they, were, they were very um, 
consistent with their writing. Yeah. So when when you have the old guy, Walter, I believe is his name, right? Mm-hmm. So when you have the old guy bitching at his wife, yeah. and every time that he would talk about it, he would always say, my back is almost broken, you know, my spine's like a question mark, a lot of you know, broken hip, and I lost my kneecap, right? Yeah. And and then, like, anytime something happened, he would go back into that and repeat the whole thing. And in the, in the second episode, because of the consistency, the guy that was the abusive boyfriend did the same exact thing. Yeah. So you're telling me... <laughs> You know, yeah, and then he goes into the whole spiel and just repeats everything that's going on, yeah, right, and gives us a basic a, a basic catch up summary, right, yeah. So if you walk out of the room, you could literally like if you had to go take a piss or something like that, you could come back in and the guy would just give the whole summary, yeah. And and they broke the rule of three with comedy, which is they didn't do it three times; they did it like four or five times, yeah. And then like in in the third and final episode, so let's get this straight, yeah. In the third <laughs> and final episode. Same thing. Yeah, they did the, uh, the the they had um, the the boyfriend, the piece of shit boyfriend, do the whole, uh, uh, you know. So you're telling me, <laughs> which was really funny. Yeah. So so let's get this straight. Yeah. So that was um, that was a consistency that I liked throughout all three of them. Of course, you had the same. You have Josh playing Trevor, who is in all three pieces. Well, technically, he's. He's not in the second piece, but he's mentioned by name. In yeah, the second you, piece. Eugene plays. Uh, I mean, Eugene was played by uh, Patrick Scherer. Correct. So, the other thing was the commercials, but we'll get into the <laughs> commercials because at the beginning, all it did was it was it ran these co- kind of weird commercials. And at first, I was thinking, this is if they made these commercials, they did a really fucking great job. Yeah, at first I thought that these were originally made by him, like he just used the like filters and stuff like that to yeah give it the old look. Yeah, and new no, they were they pulled commercials, you know, cigar commercials and yeah. drinking commercials and all this other stuff. VD commercials, yeah, VD, and, <laughs> and, it, and it was fucking phenomenal. Yeah, um, my one real big problem with this, yeah, is when she went to the Tandy computer and turned it on, uh-huh. and it was the Mac OS sound. Uh-huh. That's a no no. <laughs> Use the Windows PC sound. Okay. So what I was, noticed was on the clocks on the wall. Um, in the first segment, they were all eleven twenty. Yeah, they never changed. Yeah, no matter how long the conversation went, I kept yeah. I kept noticing that. That that. Oh, and then there was one part where um, after Trevor died and he's laying on the floor with his eyes open, um, I noticed when um, when uh, what was her name when uh, Maggie when she put the uh the the newspaper over his face like quit staring at me right he, he, you see his eyes close when she did it which is fine it, it's like it, this movie isn't trying to win Oscars or anything yeah so. it, that's a minor yeah. thing I think all the clocks were set to somewhere twenty yeah so it was like eleven twenty and then the other one was five twenty or four twenty. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I don't know what the uh, in the middle. I don't even think they had a clock on the wall. Of course, it's the same set for all three pieces. Yeah, they just dressed it differently. Yeah, which I was fine with. But <coughs> okay, so to Josh, what the fuck was with the lemons on the table at in the very first segment that were on the vine? Why? I didn't notice that. I was so into the characters that I didn't even notice. It, it's not that it bothered me. It's just that it was something that I noticed. Uh, hold on a second. We're going to mute this. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Boop-a-doop-a-doop. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he actually, uh, he actually uh, acknowledged that, we, uh, that I, I, we said it right. He goes, no one says it right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> the kid smoking. Yeah. I learned it by watching you. I learned it by watching you, Dad. <laughs> See the lemons? Yeah. And I, I think that's duct tape. And I don't know what else is on the table. Uh-huh. But <laughs> the, the lemons are obviously, you know, the one thing that just makes me laugh because... What the fuck are they there for? <laughs> so it's artistic. And then you have the old TV, yeah. Um, which is funny because they have everything is like in the eighties, yeah. But they're using modern day cell phones. Yeah. Well, I, I like the uh, the controller she had for the TV, the remote. Oh yeah, the giant controller, yeah, the huge one that's like the size of a tablet. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I wish my grandma had one of those before she died, you know, because it would be easier for her to change the channel and shit. That thing right there. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So, I mean, but it's it's obviously very, very 70s, 80s Archie Bunker type. Yeah. You know, with the with the Afghan over over the oh, this yeah. awful looking couch. Yeah. You know. <coughs> and then it Is you know, that a Davenport? <laughs> yes. Yes it is. Is it? Uh, I think it is. So um the one thing that as I was watching it, the one thing that struck me as uh very interesting is that uh, the very first segment, the monsters have have their place. Yeah, is basically the same thing as the Too Close for Comfort ep- episode, uh-huh. where Monroe got raped by two girls. And I told you about this in, 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 a, in a podcast a while back, where I thought, you know, it, it's it's pretty strong for. Uh, TV writers to go in that direction. Yeah. I mean, literally, too close for comfort. Just ran the entire gamut from drugs to alcohol to this and that. Yeah, but they never ever talked about. It, it was almost taboo to talk about it uh, on TV back in the eighties. Yeah, which was rape, and and Monroe, who played a security guard, gets raped by two very large women. <laughs> okay. And and it was the same exact reaction. You can't be raped by women because you're a man, blah, 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 Is blah, it wrong blah. that my first reaction is laughing? Mm, <laughs> no, because it was supposed to be kind of funny because they're, they're two large lesbian, like, dyke women. Yeah. Um, and, and, um, I mean, like, the, and remember when John Candy dressed like the woman in, in Armed and Dangerous? You in that fucking movie. No, I don't remember that because okay. I, I, yeah. Have you ever seen John Candy dress in drag? Uh, yes, I okay. think in Harry Harry Crumb he did. Right, so he, he dresses in drag in Harry Crumb, but he also dresses on almost the same thing. And nothing but trouble as well. Right, so mm-hmm. he, um, so one of the women looks like John Candy dressed in drag, <laughs> and the other one looks like Roseanne Barr. Ugh. Okay, from She Devil. Yeah. Oh God. And and they're both wearing like like skimpy clothes and stuff like mm-hmm. that. No, if that's your thing, that's your thing. It's, you know, it is what it is. I'm beautiful. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's how it was. So um, Monroe and Henry, who is played by Ted Knight, <laughs> go over because they're they're going to confront these women and they think that they're, uh, you know, these, these thin little waves of women, right? Yeah. And they're not. They're strong, independent, successful prostitutes, basically, is what they are. Yeah. But... They, they don't take no shit from anybody anyway, so it don't matter. So, <clears throat> to make a long story short, when uh, when I was watching this, the, f- the only thing I can think of is that this is this this first uh, segment is almost exactly similar in terms of uh, tone as that Too Close for Comfort episode, mm-hmm. um, where Trevor comes home and is like, I got raped by two women, you know. But they were, they ends up, to, you know, they're prostitutes, blah, 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 blah. And everybody calls him out on his bullshit. Yeah. Because he's playing the victim. 
So this one, this this first episode is ma- basically I'm a victim, I'm a victim, I'm a victim, right? Yeah. And, and yeah, and that's you can how see it, it. He wanted attention extremely bad. Right. He kept doing that over overt crying shit, and then when they left the room, he stopped crying. Right. He was like, mm. Yeah, I want I want all this attention because yeah. I'm a victim. My parents are assholes. My my dad's an alcoholic. My yeah, what he wants bitch. is he wants justification for all the wrong shit that he's doing. Yeah. And and it it plays out real well. And then his girlfriend, Ginger, um, she she's a nurse, is what it looks they like. They have a kid. Yeah, and and she's a she's a strong, independent, successful woman and she doesn't put up with this bullshit. Yeah. And she she really does know the truth and the only way out of it that Trevor can see is to either kill himself which he was trying to do, yeah, or kill somebody else, you know, and and walk away from the whole thing, right? Yeah, and and the 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 underlying the underlying theme on this whole on this whole entire uh, video is abuse, yeah, emotional abuse, physical abuse, things like that. You know what? Um, I I'm not gonna. I, yeah, I know. I'm not jumping ahead. I'm not trying to jump That's ahead right. or anything, but. Um, this overall movie, the subject matter and the, and the, the the comical tone of it, mixed with the, the you know what do they call it juxtaposed right. to the to the seriousness of it of the subject matter, um, it reminded me of um, the um, Rodney Dangerfield's part segment from Natural Born Killers. Okay, because that was if you remember that part had a laugh track with it. Uh-huh. So every time he said something extremely inappropriate or something, right. the, la- the laugh track would go off. Yeah, because it was it was supposed to, it was set up supposedly because wasn't he like a, a former uh, TV star or some shit like that? He played a dad on a TV comedy or whatever. No, they made it look like it was a comedy. Right. But they um, he was just no this, no no. What I'm saying is that the character that he was playing wasn't he supposed to be like an ex actor or on a comedy? No, they never mentioned it. He was just a piece of shit. You know. You know, he works all day and he comes home and his dinner better be on the table and his right, daughter right. better be upstairs ready to pleasure him. Right. So, which is moving moving into the next segment yeah. is exactly that, you know. Yeah. Uh, and we'll get into that in a minute. Um, it, this one, um, I don't know why uh, Josh shaved his head for the Trevor part, but... I think that added to his fucking craziness. Yeah, it it really works. Because when he like every time he got emotional, his eyes got really big. So him having a bald head and those big eyebrows. Well, he's not bald. He's shaved, you know what I mean. The shaved head and then the fucking uh, the eyebrows. It really accentuated his face. Right. You know, and it made him look loonier. <laughs> yeah. And uh, look, I mean this this entire first segment is 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 so good because everything is over the top. Yeah. On purpose. Yeah. You know, just like a bad '80s sitcom, mm-hmm. and everything is dingy. You know, yeah. it's 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 lower it's lower class, working stiff type guys. You know, people like in the coal mine, coal industry, and stuff like that. that yeah, I mean, not that that's necessarily true, but when you have people that are not making, you know, are, are barely just making it by, they they have to live where they have to live, yeah. right? So it just that's what it feels like, especially in New York. When you you know you live in these small houses, one bedroom apartments, and um, uh, it's it's in the in the it's in the lower income bracket. Who gives yeah. a shit? But well, th- I don't know why I'm trying to PC myself. This one is set in uh, the Bay, though, right? In, no, it's in, in New York. I thought it was in San Francisco because all no, the stuff it's in New York. Oh, all right, we'll get into that. Okay. So <laughs> you should have turned the light on. <laughs> so. A couple of things that we should mention here is, uh, yeah, the lemons on the table. Uh, 
Men Raped by Women, which is the Too Close for Comfort story. Mm-hmm. The commercials, which were fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh, social commentary on everything today, basically, is what this is. Yeah. It's basically, a, this, this entire thing is a social commentary on not just, it's rape and prostitution, abuse, you know, mental and physical. Um, Poisonous relationships. Yeah. Uh, toxic relationships. Yeah, toxic, there is a word. Um, but the just the weird stuff was like, the non-reactions to dead bodies. Yeah. You know, well, especially... Oh, it's nice art. I like what you've done with that place. Yeah. Well, let's go back to the first one, <laughs> which is, the you know, when Ginger gets shot and mom and dad come home and like, oh, my God. Well, I have to go lie down. Yeah. You know? And then Walter's like, you have to take a nap yeah. at this particular moment. Yeah. You know? And then he calls her out and then he shoots her dead, right? Mm-hmm. You know? Um, I don't... When it comes to, like... When when I first started watching this, I was just like, uh, I don't know what to expect now because it opens up in that apartment, right? Yeah. And I'm like, okay, so it's it's a British it's British comedy. It feels like a British comedy. I'm like, I just please don't suck, you know. <laughs> and then and, and it started off as you said, you know, one of the segments that started off slowly. This one started off slowly for me because, I, like. At first, I didn't like the the mom and the dad. Okay, you didn't. No, I, I just I found them annoying. Okay, but that's because in if you've listened to the podcast, if I don't like something, that means that the actors are doing a good fucking job of of using their characters. Yeah, like if I if I genuinely detest your character, you're doing a good job. Yeah, and I genuinely detest these characters, all of them. Yeah, they're they're all just pieces I don't think of garbage. there was a redeemable person in the bunch. No, not Except at all. Except maybe the six-month-old baby. <laughs> there was no six-month-old baby. There was their baby they, they mentioned. There was, yeah, they mentioned. That's what I... That, that's it my doesn't point. exist. That's my point. No, the fish. Or, the yeah, Frank. Yeah, the, the, only, the only redeemable character is Frank. I kept waiting for her to shoot Frank at the end. I kept waiting for Frank to say something. <laughs> I thought she was going like, to... Like, like in those silly comedy, you yeah. know, silly... The, the silly 80s comedies, yeah. he's like, What are you going to do? <laughs> do 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 you know, <laughs> hey guys, what's what's the problem now? <laughs> you know, but we'll, we'll get into that. So <laughs> overall, the very the first segment, other than my problem with the Mac sound and what the fuck was the, with the lemons on the table, uh, I liked it. And, and and that's like I said, if I detest characters, if you're if you're playing a character and I just genuinely detest you, uh-huh. and I hope all the bad shit happens to you, uh-huh. you're doing it good. Yeah, I, uh, I I I just need to understand. What, what, I I still don't get what your problem was with the lemons. I don't have a problem with the lemons. I, I just literally said, "What the fuck is wrong? What the fuck is up with the lemons on the table?" I don't. I just don't. That's not a that's not a problem with it. I didn't even say I had a problem okay. with well, it. You, I literally just said, "What the fuck is up with the lemons on the table?" Why are there lemons on the table on the vine? Are they plastic? Were they real lemons? Why were they there? <laughs> You're so weird. I am. I am obsessed with this <laughs> fucking weird fruit on your table. Oh god! And it's it. it's Please, not. Josh, look, Josh, just send us an email. Please, conf- what? Just make him understand why lemons are a man-made object. Did you know that? Sure. Did you know that lemons are a man-made object? Now that you're telling me, lemons are are uh, a GMO fruit. Okay. They're genetically modified. They're, Just like corn? Yeah, they're too... Well, corn's not really genetically modified, was, but... It used to be really small, like, seed-like. Well, no, you had maize. And it That's got, fucking huge corn. It got uh, bread and bread and bread until it became huge. I wouldn't doubt it. Uh, lime, uh, Oranges and limes. Uh-huh. That's where lemons come from, I think. 
Okay. But I'd ha- I don't want to look it up. Anyways, there's two citrusy fruits. One of them is an orange. Yeah. One of them is not an orange. And they mixed them together, and you get a lemon. Huh. So if life gives you lemons, you're what? getting a genetically modified fruit that was made by man. Like nectarines or pears or peaches and plums uh, bred together. Yeah. 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 On to the next one, which is two-minute bro- Kevin. What? Have you ever had a broccoli flower? Shut up. <laughs> no, I've never had that. It's good. It's I don't. I don't. Care. It's cauliflower that tastes like broccoli. I don't care. So it's got the texture of cauliflower. Okay. But it tastes like broccoli. I don't care. We are doing movie review. It's a wonderful feat. Are you really going on with this? <laughs> <laughs> broccoli. Oh, that's what I want to bring up is what? the peanut gallery. So if you were listening to the uh, to the laugh track, mm-hmm. did you notice that there was a peanut gallery in the laugh track? What is it? Uh, Do you know me. what the fuck a peanut gallery is? Forgive me. What is a peanut gallery? God damn it. Sorry, I was. That's not towards you. That's, <laughs> I have, I have a piece of hair that keeps coming down into my glasses yeah. and won't go the fuck away. So, you have no idea what a peanut gallery is. Oh, I'm about to find out. I think you've lived forty fucking years on this planet. Maybe I do. I just didn't know that it was called a peanut gallery. And you have no idea what a peanut gallery is. Is it where it's the the, the uh, they're all dead people that are, you know it's just re-recorded shit that they keep playing over and over again? No, but you're close. Okay. What? Okay, that's the laugh track. Yeah. The peanut gallery is when you have when you're having a conversation with somebody mm-hmm. and there are people behind you or oh. someone that are just kind of enabling rom, you moving your mouth. No. What? They're saying stuff uh-huh. to either incite the conversation or piss people off or make fun of it. Uh-huh. That's the peanut gallery. Okay. Not people that are just standing there running their mouths. <laughs> well, they are but they're not, you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So if you listen to the laugh track, you will hear the peanut gallery where people will say, and I didn't catch all of it. I didn't, I didn't catch exactly what they were saying, but basically they were saying stuff like, do it, you know, do it, put the gun in your mouth or whatever. Yo, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Shit like that. Yeah. I dare you, I dare you, I dare you type yeah. of thing. Um, that was running throughout all of them. Yeah. You know, oh, shoot that motherfucker or whatever. They, I don't think they said that, but that's the gist of it. So yeah. in the laugh track, once you would hear, as the laugh track would fade, mm-hmm. you would hear some of the peanut gallery just start saying stuff, which is the overdub, you know, the ADR is what it's called, additional dialogue recording, uh-huh. um, which I loved. Mm-hmm. It added it added on to my love of this film. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so Two Minute Kevin. <laughs> Kenneth. Two Minute Kevin. Uh, yeah, I know. It's Two Minute Kenneth. Yeah. And I wrote down Kevin, and I don't know why I wrote uh, Never mind. Oh, you were thinking about someone named Kevin? <sighs> that was uh, that's a Freudian slip. <laughs> Kenneth. Tell me about your mother. No. <laughs> so, again, it takes place basically in the same situation in a living room. Yeah. And you have Eugene... Mm-hmm. And Nancy. Nancy. It starts off with Nancy, and um, yeah, who's crying hysterically and drinking. Nan- no, no, Nancy was the one that survives. <laughs> oh, right, right, right. Yeah. So I'm um, sorry. Um, it was um, it was Cindy. Yeah. Yeah. So played Cindy's, by Alice Kremelberg. She's she's crying hysterically. Yeah. And drinking drinking a red wine. Pinot Noir. No, she's drinking a red wine. Okay. Pinot Noir is a white wine. Fine, you fucking aficionado. No, get it right. <sighs> It's like I care, but I don't care. You know, I understand because I'm not a wine person. You anyway. don't have to be a wine person to understand the difference between a Pinot and a fucking red wine. It's it's it's, it's simple. I mean, literally, there was a glass with white wine in it next to it. It's kind of like when we when, when Heather's around and we start talking about sports, and she's like, I, I just don't give a shit. 
I, 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 it's, but it's it's not about giving a shit. It's about noticing the details. There was literally a glass next to the yeah. bottle of Pinot with white wine in it. Okay. That's the attention to detail. Okay. That they that they added onto the not saying that you didn't. I mean, just because you didn't notice, it doesn't mean anything. Because yeah. let's face it, you probably. I don't know how good the picture was that you were watching through because we have it set up through my laptop to a second monitor so he can watch stuff. Yeah. I don't know how good the picture was. Well, the picture was. Decent. I mean, the picture would look like it was how it was, it was intended, which is to look like you're watching on videotape. Okay, so the picture wasn't that that bad, but yeah. I mean, the, I'm talking about. From my laptop to the monitor, fine. you're probably going to have some image loss. But regardless, so yeah, she's she's uh, crying hysterically, <laughs> and uh, which I, I don't know why. I don't know why she. Uh, that's uh, it's and it's not it's not a failure of anything other than it's probably just the way it was written. But I don't understand why she was crying when she's going to break up with the guy. You know, um, she's going to break up with him. She had already, I mean, she was already seeing this other guy, okay. Kenneth. This is why. If you notice, there's two times right before she gets choked to death where she stands up, she like leaps up and she says out loud, I'm leaving you, right? Um, and you can see this this relief like flush over her face. Right. Like she finally had the balls to say it. So I, I think that she was still in a moment of extreme weakness when she was crying, and she didn't have the balls yet to do it. She just kept like thinking she's stuck in this rut, and then finally, like that—that—that's that, that, what I think. But well, but she was already going to leave him. See, that's that. This is this is part of the emotional ride of of writing. Mm-hmm. Um, it is well, it feels like they didn't understand this character when they started writing it, mm-hmm. and then as the story went along, they finally they finally grabbed onto it, and it didn't take long. Yeah, because uh, what you said, uh, Nancy was the other one that was involved with this. Yeah, Nancy, which is uh, it's played by it. She's played by um, <laughs> Nancy's played by Ashton Foster. Thank you. Um, that that's that's the feeling I got when when this when when the second when it's called Two Minute Kenneth when. The second segment, vignette, yeah, whatever you want to call it, I just, just say segment started is it's it it just felt like they had a rough time uh, establishing the mood of the character. Uh-huh. Like I said, I mean, I can understand her being sad or whatever, mopey, yeah, but full on crying because I mean, she'd already met this guy Kenneth. She already knew. She already had sex with him. Yeah. Now she's sitting on the couch crying because she's weak. Um, but I, it, but look, okay. But that's, that's kind of, weak. Kind of a devil's advocate thing. Uh, me as, and I can honestly say this as a victim of, of abuse from uh, spousal abuse. Okay. Um, I know what it's like to be in a daily hell with someone that's controlling you. And then to have moments where you plan on leaving them. And then all of a sudden you don't have the balls to do it or, you plan on doing. Did something. you sit on a couch crying into wine as hard as she did? No. Okay. I didn't have time to. Cry. Bad writing. That's a flaw in the writing. I don't. I don't know any person that met. No. Go no. ahead. No. Finish. Go ahead. I don't know any person that has that I've ever met mm-hmm. who would sit on their couch and cry into their wine after meeting a guy of their dreams and making sure that they are going to break up. With their with their significant other, have you taken into account the fact that they could be emotionally damaged? I have never met 
anyone like this. Okay, I've never met a Harry Krishna. That doesn't mean they don't exist. That, that when you're looking, when you're watching a movie, you're supposed to relate to characters. Yeah. Okay. Your analogy of never meeting a Harry Krishna has nothing to do with relating to characters. This is not good. This is not good writing. Her sitting on a couch crying after she's met the guy that she wants to be with yeah. and having sex with him at least once. Yeah. And then she comes home and she's sitting there crying after someone had already been there yeah. having wine with her. Okay, you're, one thing you're not taking into account is this is all done to show the insanity of people. No, what I'm taking into account is, is that the opening scene of this yes. is bad writing. It should have never gone that way. She should have never been crying that much. Sad? Yes, I can believe that. I'm supposed to relate to this. Mm-hmm. I'm not relating to this. It didn't turn me off. Yeah. I just, like, if, okay, it would have been different if it would have been, like, like Trevor in the prior one where he's just screaming, you know, for attention or whatever. Yeah. Like, if she was just crying hysterically, like, like, just outlandish crying, yeah, right? Yeah. And then she would stop for a second and then start all over again. I could get into that because it's so outlandish and unrealistic and and it conveys an emotion, but it's funny, you yeah. know? Yeah. I, I can get into that. And maybe that's what she was, that they were trying to do, not necessarily, you know, uh, uh, the actress that played Cindy. But I think that's what they were trying to do. I may be wrong about this, uh-huh. but this is the only like each 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 segment has one like flaw with it. Yeah, this is this segment's flaw. Uh-huh. Okay, because it it's it's not an instant turnoff. You're introducing a character, and you have to relate with that character real quick, yeah. or else you 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 burn out. And and luckily they were able to to. Recover. Yeah, thank you. And because they, because that's basically when they introduced Nancy. Yeah. And she was able to calm her down. Yeah, I don't know, calm her down, but the but Cindy was able to compose herself. Yeah. And from there, that's when it started getting really good. Mm-hmm. So that's again, that's my only, that's my only problem with this entire segment is is the beginning where it, it felt it like I said it just it felt unrealistic and lazy. Um, not necessarily was it lazy because she 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 did the she played it right, but I think it it just felt ungenuine. Uh-huh. Okay, there it is. It didn't feel genuine. Okay. Maybe okay. Maybe she her character is used to wallowing in her own self pity about things. No, it's uh, if you're gonna wallow in your own self pity, why is she sitting there with a bottle of Xanax? A glass of wine, an unfinished glass of wine, and a Pinot bottle. Why is she sitting there crying? Either set up the entire scene and lead in with you know why she's crying, or have her just have her be mopey, sad, you know, sob here, sob there, type of thing, like you know, type of you know, that that hitching cry type of thing. That's that's there's there's two ways into it. And there's two ways out of it. Okay. Uh, you know, if if I, I'm I'm of the belief now yeah. that if you're going to have a problem with something, have a solution to it. Right? I yeah. I, I can look I can see a bunch of different ways this could be 
interpreted. And I can also see it as as her. She can tell that she, her character was is has been manipulated by her boyfriend by Eugene. Okay, over years, how many, however long they were together, what two years or something like that? They said um, he's manipulated her into doing specific things for him. You know, take off my coat. Where's my dinner, bitch? You know, things like that. So, Wait, except it was established that she's never done that. I, it was literally established that she has never done that ever for him. I thought she just hadn't done it in this moment. No, that was the, that was well, no. I, I got she's never done that. She, in fact, she said, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" She literally looked at him and said, I have never done this. What the fuck is wrong with you? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not quoting it exactly, but she just looked at him. He's like, you don't have my dinner on the table. She's like, never had your dinner on the table. Where's your head at? All right. Well, I, like I said, he's still a manipulator, and I, maybe she just she's, she's mind-fucked. I, I, I don't know. I understand he's a manipulator, but she's literally been gone all day at work. Oh. And so is he. Well, supposedly. Yeah. Right? But my... my point is is that and we have to move forward yeah but my point is is that someone's already been there yeah. this is established why is she crying yeah two minute kenneth has already been there you don't know that we assume that okay because when he shows up he never says that he had it's, a key it's never mentioned or yeah it, and he's never mentioned that he's been there before so we have to assume I mean, we, we're just assuming that what if it's somebody else mm. what if it's eugene's what well, you know even though she doesn't like Pino. So, um, yeah, my only, that, that was, that's, in my opinion, that's the only flaw in this scene. And okay. it's a, mi- it's minor, yeah. you know, it, because they're able to move forward and, and, and really make this scene work. Yeah. It became very entertaining. Yeah. So, um, Na- the, the character of Nancy, um, fucking neurotic as hell. Just the mood. I love the part where they're talking about the 49ers, her and Kenneth, and all of a sudden he mentions he's a Raider fan, and she switches. Like, he went from this one point where she was thinking of leaving Eugene to be with this guy, right? And then all of a sudden he says he's a Raiders fan, and she's like, oh, yeah, go in the room, motherfucker, you're dead. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's funny because I, this is what I like about this. I don't know if this was intentionally in the subtext of the writing or not, but that's how love can be, where people can turn like a switch, you know, their feelings. Like, they can totally care about someone one second, and then the next second, they can completely be the opposite of it, you know, be indifferent or whatever. Um, so I, I, I like that. I like that. that yeah, she gets switch. all close to him, and then here it is right here. Yeah. He's like, you're a 40, there's that face. Yep. You're a 40, you're a Raiders fan? Yeah, she started flirting yeah, with him and everything. Yeah, and, and I don't think so. Right there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> yeah, she was really good at making those those off-put faces. That yeah. was good. It was just, it was hilarious. Yeah, um, they, they all did a great job on this. I mean, this um, with I mean Eugene is supposedly this master manipulator, which yeah. he isn't. He thinks he is. But, yeah, you know. And then I what I want to know is uh, how Nancy was able to down that whole bottle of Xanax and drink the Pinot. Yeah, and then she's pretending she's she wakes up or she sits up and then yeah. gets up and walks out. You know, gives him the finger and everything else. Yeah, while he's lying on the floor, Eugene's lying on the floor laughing, and <laughs> and and then he realizes she's gone. Yeah, you know, that's because crazy bitches persevere. Well, it's that, and you know, she's probably got a. Uh, She's she's probably got a pretty fucking decent drug habit going yeah. on, so she's got a tolerance. Well, yeah, I up. think in the beginning credits when they was doing a little montage of uh, 
of all the little things that they didn't show in the movie, like them snorting coke and shit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, she pretty much, you know, her and her sister snorting coke. Together, yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and we'll get into that one yeah. uh, in, in a little bit. Um, this this segment is about justifiable abuse, uh-huh. um, where the guy's like, I don't want to do it, but you made me do it oh, type yeah. of thing. You that's, know? that's more manipulation. You know? Yeah. It's your fault that I'm doing this. Yes. Everything's your fault. Your you fault, made your me fault. do this, you bitch. Yeah. You know, and then he's he sits there and he's he's arguing with her and, you know, so let me get this straight. You know, and then he summarizes, and we've already been through that. But and he did it multiple times, and each time it just got funnier and funnier because he had to add on one extra. It was thing, like right? the uh, the 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 lady who swallowed a fly. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I haven't heard that story in a long time. <laughs> and and then when of course he kills Cindy, uh-huh. he does the same exact thing to Nancy. So let me get this straight. You yeah. know. And then uh, and <laughs> the, the whole Kenneth thing. What the fuck? <laughs> and then, yes. And then he's beating uh, them. It sounds like they're having sex. Yeah. It was a fucking yeah. That was, that was funny. And he yeah. comes out. He's wearing the goddamn rain poncho with the, yeah. with the, the see-through poncho, and he's he's got his pants pulled up. And he's got socks on. Yeah. He's just wandering around, blood <laughs> on his face. Yeah, and they just casual like, yeah. What are we gonna do with the bodies? I don't know. Uh, well, hey. I need you to take the bullet for this one. Yeah, and then the <laughs> the murder orgasm. That's what it was. Yeah. Uh, it's just... <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was it, the murder orgasm. So when he's choking Cindy, he's he's really getting off on it. He's like, oh, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know? And and I was really hoping that the guy would have popped a cigarette after that. Yeah. And just like, oh, I needed this. <laughs> you know? Because yeah. if, if he would have done that, I would have fucking lost it. You know, I would have, I would have immediately just given this fucking thing a ten out of ten. Yeah, just for that whole scene. Right now, right now, I'm sitting at a high. I'm, I'm sitting on an eight mm-hmm. for for this uh, for for this indie film. Yeah, um, just because all of the actors work so well together. And it, oh, it, here's the other. Um, have you ever seen Barefoot in the Park? No, you've never. Okay, I've heard of it, but I. I um, Neil Simon did a play called Barefoot in the Park. Mm-hmm. And it became a movie, and it's fucking phenomenal. Um, I don't know why I watched it, but I watched it. It was Neil Simon. Is Woody Allen involved with it in any way whatsoever? No. Okay. It just sounds like something Woody Allen would be involved. No, it's with. Neil Simon, dude. I don't, I don't even think they liked each other. Okay. Uh, was, um, I have to double check. I want to make sure. Barefoot in the Park. I think it had uh, Jane Fonda in it. Hanoi Jane. I ain't fond of Jane. Uh, yep, that's Jane Fonda and uh, Robert Redford, it looks like. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a Neil Simon play, Newlyweds, Corey, A Free Spirit, and Paul. Uh, made $28 million in 1967. An uptight lawyer, share a six-floor apartment in Greenwich. Soon after their marriage, Corey tries to find a companion for mother. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, so really funny film. And when I'm... When I'm watching, when I'm watching this second part, yeah, that's what I got out of this one. Okay. So, like the first one is too close for comfort. Mm-hmm. The second one is is almost like a, a barefoot in the park type of thing. Okay, where, but you know, a little bit more abusive, a lot more abusive. Yeah, um, and it but it works. You know, I mean, they're not trying to string these things together. You know, with with bad bad editing or with bad segues, or anything else like that. We all know they're connected. How are they connected? Well, they're connected by all three characters, by, by the main characters, Nancy, Trevor, and Nancy's sister. 
and Eugene. Well, and Eugene. So four characters, yeah. and and each one of these characters, um, without them in the scene, it would lose something. Yeah, and and that that shows how good Shawnee Sugru. <laughs> I had to make sure I said that name right. Sugru. Um, pays attention to the threads, yeah. you know, and if you don't pay attention to the threads, well, you, you can go off the rails, mm-hmm. you know, something like J.K. Rowling's Harry Potter stuff. Like, if you've ever seen her notes for the threads that, that are all in the books and stuff and how they connect and whatever else, it's it's intense. Yeah. And it's all written on, like, binder paper. <laughs> so it's not, like, on a computer or anything else like that. It was, like, written, handwritten, this is this, and this goes here, and blah, blah, blah. You know, and you have all these connecting arrows and, and shit. It's just like fuck. How do you keep track of all that? And and that's what that that's what amazes me about this. So I know, I know, Shawnee has a bunch of other stuff that he's done. Yeah. And I'm gonna have to go check out a lot of the other uh, shorts that he's done. But if this is any indication of how good he is, he should be doing more professional, big budget movies. Mm-hmm. And if if he and I don't understand why he's he's him and uh, you know, uh, Josh aren't doing more of this stuff. It's a tough fucking business, man. I, well, it is, but look, I mean, Josh is already established, you know, yeah. as an actor. But what I'm saying is, is that these guys, you know, and I know that you have to cut your teeth and do stuff like that. But if these guys continue to do this, I mean, this is this is Clerks good. Mm-hmm. It's probably better than Clerks, you know. I wouldn't go that far, but I, I see what you're saying. I can. Clerks is good. Oh, acting quality wise, it's up there with Clerks, definitely. Yeah. Um, I uh, look. Clerks is look. Don, the actor in Clerks, Don, the guy that played Dante, yeah. Brian O'Halloran, he knows he he's terrible. Yeah, he's not supposed to be there that day. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> and Kevin Smith was supposed to play that part. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, is that he, he, he's he's the weak link, and he was still good. Yeah. You know, in in Randall, the guy who plays Randall. Yeah, he's great. And you know, he's the one that doesn't like acting. Yeah, and yeah. and he was fucking phenomenal. Uh-huh. And that's what you have in this case. You have all these actors that there, and there are no weak link actors in here. No. There are no guys that are struggling for their lines and whatever else. No, and, but you can tell when they are struggling because they're like and 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 yeah. and then they go. It felt like you were watching a play by people that have done it multiple times. Yeah. Like they, they really, really fucking put all their effort into it. It didn't feel like they were reciting lines. Like when you, when I'm reading something off of off of the page or something, it felt like that they they were they they know these characters inside and out, and they're just they're straight up portraying them exactly how they're supposed to be. Uh, I I felt that um, the guy that played Eugene yeah. was kind of doing that uh, um, in, in some cases. I think it was just to make him seem more pompous. Uh, it's possible. I I don't know. I don't know if he was struggling because he was a major misogynistic type character who just thought his his shit didn't stink. <laughs> just yeah. Oh yeah. Well, she walks out flipping him off, and he doesn't even see it. That, that's fucking hilarious. She's like, "Fuck you, buddy. Wait till the cops get here." <laughs> Fuck you, buddy. <laughs> He's just lying on the ground laughing. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> this is awesome. So, and then, uh, like, and then they have the Indian segue, and then, oh, they, yeah. and then the crying Indian, yeah, yeah, and then it breaks into. I gotta get to the yeah, the final segment. Final segment. 
My goldfish loves me, but I hate your guts. Yeah. VD is for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> that was, dude, I, 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 look, I've never seen that commercial before, but the fact that they made that whenever it was that they made that uh, is hilarious. 60s or 70s, I'm assuming, that the commercial came from. Vicious. Oh, fucking victim. Go. <laughs> Ready. I, I don't. I don't know what the lights mean, but it may, you may be right. I had to play that because yeah. it was so fucking, it was, it was just so out of left field. Yeah. So, um, the, um, <laughs> so when Trevor takes Maggie into the bedroom and the light keeps clicking on and off, I, my first thought was that she had a clapper and that, you know, them having sex was making the light turn off and on. And that's probably what it was. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it ultimately makes it makes it funnier. Yeah. You know. Uh, and that, look, you know how like you had a problem with the beginning of the first segment and the beginning of the of the second segment, right? Mine, the only one I had was the beginning of this segment, which was when she when it starts off and she just she's talking to the fish for like five fucking minutes, and I'm like, where is this going? Like, I just I started to lose interest for a moment, and all of a sudden that's when Trevor showed up, and then it just went into wacky town again. Yeah, and and then boom, it was I was fine for the rest of it, but yeah, it, it was like that. Um, I was like worried that this third segment was going to pale in comparison to the other two. I was waiting for the fish to say something. <laughs> and 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 what's funny is I didn't have as much a problem with the beginning of this as you did. Uh-huh. Um, uh, because I, like the first two, I was like, okay, now I'm ready for something weird to happen in the beginning of the segment. So yeah. I was prepared for it. Yeah. But again, it would have just been better if the fish had like, you know, I don't know. Just, I don't know, Davey. Oh, kind of like, you know, like <laughs> Silent Bob talking at the end of the film. <laughs> well, you know, like, uh, remember the uh, the Christian cartoon? Uh, it's like David and Goliath. Where David has his, Davey has his uh, yeah. talking dog or whatever yeah. it is. So, I don't know, Davey. You know? Not all girlfriends make you lasagna. Most of them just cheat on you. <laughs> that was Silent Bob's only fucking remark he made at the end of that film. There it is. <laughs> I don't know, Davy. Yeah, Davy and Goliath working together. <laughs> so I mean, it's it's one of those things that <clears throat> um, it's called Davy and Goliath, and and it was clay animated. So, anyways, uh, yeah, it ran wow, when it ran in nineteen sixty. Um, but it it would have been better to have a, you know, or, or even the Jay and Silent Bob fish or the Silent Bob fish, right? Yeah, where he just says where he would just say something poignant. Yeah, like. While she's talking to him, he's just like, 
Maybe prostitution isn't what you should be doing. Yeah. Maybe you should get a real fucking job. Like, go to Walmart <laughs> or something. I bitch. like how every time it cut to the fishbowl, everything that they were saying would turn into the sound of trying to hear it through a fishbowl. Yeah, it was filtered through the water. Yeah. Yeah. So, it actually, it would have been funny if, like, the fish started talking and all you could hear is... Yeah. And you could do something like that. Yeah. And, you know... Um, I think, well, this one I think is also the strongest of all of them when it comes to. Well, fuck, the subject matter got darker than the other ones. That's man. what, yeah. Holy shit, when the dad came in. Well, how about this part right here where he comes up and touches her? Yeah, that was creepy. And, okay, look, you have to be a fucking master, a master at your craft. Yeah. To capture, <laughs> hold on a second, to capture the creep of. I am. Oh, oh that's true. He's just kneeling down and he walks right over to her and gives her a boop mm. on the shoulder, but it was like a, just a weird. I wanted to show you that you were protected. What is this? Oh, yeah, that's an art project. Yeah, I'm going to walk closer to you because. And then, yeah, the, the guy who played uh, her father, I mean, he did a killer job too, you know, playing this <laughs> this self justifying fucking religious zealot who beats his wife and beats fucks his, wife. his daughters. Yeah. I mean,. What a fucking piece of shit, right? Yeah, well, and and this, but this is also the strength of the writing of this entire thing. Yeah, um, Miles O'Connor played the dad, played daddy. Yeah, uh, when when you have when you have strong writing like this, mm-hmm. you can't fail. Yeah, because especially if you if the director is on your side, is on your team, and you and and you guys are doing everything you can to make this. You know, it's it's independent, so it's not obviously going to be fucking you know films grade A film stock. And I don't care if it is or not. If you have a good solid story, and and ninety nine percent of it is is great, you know, with the acting, with with what you're trying to convey, yeah, and and the message you're trying to give. If even if there's no message, you're just having fun, right? Yeah. If if you have a strong story, Thor Ragnarok, yeah, strong story. You know, yeah. Uh, uh, get out. <laughs> yeah. Right. So when you have stories like that, and you have a director that believes in the story, you're going to have you. you it, the outcome is going to be good, genuinely, or generally. Yeah. You you could have a strong story, and and it just something fucks up along the way. Um, even widows. Widows had a pretty strong story, but it, that twist at the end with Liam Neeson. Yeah. Meh. But they did a good job with it. Yeah, I mean, they didn't fuck up the twist, but yeah. it, it was predictable. <laughs> you know. Yeah, it it was um, it was um, artistically predictable. Right. So in this one, it, it, the subject matter is really fucking dark. Yeah. Um, played against an '80s television sitcom. Yeah. Single camera comedy, and it's it's like a it was like a raunchier mama's house, like a raunchy version of mama's house. Uh, uh. Did you ever watch uh, Mama's House very much? I, I don't know. I, I don't know if you watched it a lot or not. Mama's House or Mama's Family? Mama's Family, my bad. I can see where you're going with that. Okay. Yeah. yeah but, you know, uh, with, with few exceptions, yeah. I yeah. can see where you're going with that. Mama's Family had a line and they never went past it. This would be like Mama's Mama's Family where there's no limit. I, I In a sense. Yeah. Um, I mean, if it was, if this were, you know, just Trevor's house, uh-huh. and they were all they all came over to Trevor's house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I can see where you're going with it. This is more you know, like, yeah, Three's Company, Mama's Family, anything else like that. Mm. Um, in terms of uh, the single ca- camera comedy yeah. style, but uh, fuck, man, I mean, like 
dad's a pre how 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 uh, uh, on point can you get with today? You know, with, with with what's going on society today, yeah. With having dad as a priest, other than you know, oh well, maybe he had a couple of sons. Like what? If, what if he? She also had brothers. Oh, you know, dad touched us, my brothers, me, my sister. Well, that I mean, but they fucking just right on point with this shit. Yeah, dad's a priest, touching the girls, yeah. beating his wife. Yeah, and then he hides behind the fucking behind the the, the word of God <laughs> yeah. to get away with all the things that he does and, and lives guilt free because of it. Quoting scripture. Yeah. You know. By the hand of God. I'm gonna interpret the way I want to fit my own desires. Yes. Yeah. Because I'm right and justified in doing what I do. Yeah. By the hand of God. <laughs> so saith the psalm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh yeah, that's a very good, very good character, man. Uh and yep. for an actor to portray someone like that, that fucking creepy. Balls to balls balls to the wall out you know prop propers to him you know just uh, just like when you know say like uh, when Kevin Bacon played a, a a convicted you know pedophile in uh, The Woodsman or uh-huh. or Brian Cox in the movie uh, Long Island Expressway oh or, dude Brian Cox is just yeah amazing it just when when you when you or um um oh my God the guy the new Freddy Krueger I know his name I know his fucking, Jackie Earl Jackie Haley. Earl Haley yeah um when he played um he played the pedophile <laughs> in Little Monsters. Or little children. I'm sorry. Yep. Um, or I mean, the child forty four stuff. Yeah. I mean, know? that's so. You know, to be an actor to be able to do that because of the stigma that you could get. You know. Yeah. Hey, that. I mean, that. I don't think you're gonna get a stigma, but I mean, you could be definitely typecast. Yeah. That, but I mean, just to be able to do that—that's shit. Good acting. Yeah. And and then you have you have the return of Trevor. Yeah. And Eugene is also in this one. So basically, you have. You know, this connects all three of these uh, segments, uh-huh. or the other two segments, with the third one, and then you finally figure out that uh, Nancy has a sister. Yeah. And that. Well, the, I and I kind of put two and two together because when he started t- mentioning your sister Nancy, uh-huh. I'm like, well, there's only one. There's a Nancy in the movie, and there's not a lot of characters, so I'm going to assume that maybe they are. Yeah, and and that's the thing is I wasn't really paying attention to like a lot of the names. I was uh-huh. just watching it. Um, and like okay, that, okay. I, and I usually okay. suck with names, but I remember Nancy's name because of of her uh, how over the top her character was, right? You know, so. Um, but yeah, it just, I, dude, I, I don't know what else to say, man. It just yeah, we got on for an hour on this one. Well, yeah, because it was good, man, and I, and I appreciate the fact that we, you know, we got to review this. I, I really do. Yeah, I, I like I said, I there's the the minor flaws. Yeah, you know, I have. You know, the, the the real two minor flaws. I mean, mm. the other ones are just kind of. Oh, what the fuck was that clunking sound in the third segment? Oh, in the background? that's right. Yeah, it almost sounded like someone was doing laundry or something or something. I don't know. Like, were I, I wanted to know if someone was fixing the set or if they did that on purpose? Did someone keep checking the dryer? <laughs> it didn't sound like a dryer. Like someone closing the door on the dryer it's, or something. It sounded like Cthulhu. hammering. Can you please stop the goddamn hammering, please? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Can you stop the goddamn hammering? For the love of God, and your own bodies, hold the hammering. <laughs> but it, it sounded like you know someone was like knocking something or dropping yeah. something on the floor, or, and I don't know if that was supposed to be Nancy doing that stuff in the background. Yeah, you know, like because she comes into the room, mm-hmm. you know, and then she talks to her sister and then crawls out of the room, yeah. like into another apartment or whatever. I don't know where the fuck she. I gotta go to sleep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then and but that, what the fuck was going on? What yeah. was that clicking? What was that banging clicking sound? Yeah, and uh, like. It, 
I don't know if that Please, was Please, Josh, we need to know. We need to know about the lemons, yeah. and we need to bo- know why, about the bang. Why, why the lemons? <laughs> and who came up with the idea for the Mac OS for the Tandy computer? Yeah. And don't ask me how I know it's a Tandy. <laughs> Look, I, I, I recognize that sound as a fucking 90s computer sound. At first, I thought it was America Online, but um, I knew it was something classic. That's why I, no, I, I laughed. No, it was a Mac. But yeah, you're, you're, you're definitely the fucking tech nerd, man. So I, As soon as it came on, I'm like, oh. <laughs> that was funny. Hold on a second. Here it is. Look it up online, ma. Uh, there it is. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. There's no sound. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's the three and a half. God damn! How much did that cost when it was new? Um, about twenty five hundred bucks. Fuck, man! That's so that that means oh, it was like oh, like like ten grand. Look at the fucking vacuum like, cleaner in the background. Yeah. That. Yeah, that'd be like ten grand now. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's insane. Yeah. So the the monitor's plugged into it. It's yeah. an old old fucking. Did they ever make computers where the computer itself was inside the monitor? So it was just one monitor, and that was it. Yeah, Max. Okay. Yeah, the old Macintosh. Hmm. Um. Well, and the iMacs and whatever else. But I mean, and they still do. It looks like that. The the monitor that you're looking at. Yeah. They still have computers that look like that. You just plug in a plug in a. a Fucking keyboard, mouse, done. Okay. So, <laughs> just, oh, is it? And what gave it away is the button on the side. See okay. that button right there? Yeah. That that's because the old Tandy computers look like that, and then they replaced the, these floppy drives with a uh, with a middle drive right here, and then they put the hard drive over where yeah. the floppy is. So the middle drive was a three and a half, and then the hard drive was over here. I want to know where he got these props from. Like, are they from his house? Or? You could literally just go down to the. You can go down to a pawn shop, a Goodwill, or whatever. yeah, you yeah. go to Goodwill and like, I need this. I need this. You know, yeah. or somebody has it. I need to get rid of this fucking shit. <laughs> so, um, it's in my mom's garage. <laughs> I really fucking like this. Yeah, there she is again. Yeah, I want. I want to see Catch Twenty Two. You know, so, you know Josh sent that to us as well. You know. There you go. Eh. <laughs> so yeah, uh, look. When it comes to this being a, an independent film, I, I'm I'm going between um, an eight point five and a nine. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Out of ten, yeah. Uh, I really, really like this. Yes. And these guys need to get more recognition for all the stuff that they do. Yeah. Uh, for 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 this, like I said, I mean, this is this is Clark's good. Yeah. This is fucking Clark's good. And um, we've never reviewed Clerks, <laughs> so we have to give Clerks a, an eight, <laughs> just by, just by proxy. Yeah. But um, you know the, the way that they did it. The look. I mean, you've got the line on the left hand side. Mm-hmm. The only thing that would have the the only thing that would have just pushed it as far as visual is to have the line wave. Oh Like yeah. if you knew what that meant. Like that meant that somebody with a with a magnet was too close to the TV, yeah. Or that the uh, the f- the was it the flyback? The it's it looks like a penis in the back of your fucking TV, um, and it basically it had wires coming out of it that had suction cups on it, yeah. And it fit to the back of the tube, uh-huh. and that was called the, the they it was a a bit blitter is what what I know it as, but I think that's what it's called. Anyways. Uh, I don't know if it's a flyback, but anyways, the uh, if that started to go, your TV would wave. 
like bend in on on one side. So we yeah. see this line right here that we're looking at as we're looking at the the Vimeo screen. Yeah. The line, like if you got too close to the TV with a magnet, it would it would you know yeah do just a like sign a computer wave, monitor right? before they they the, they were like this before they were LCD. Right. Yeah. But if the if the flyback started to go, because I noticed like uh, when when we worked at Mazda together, um, you go into the uh, the finance department, and um, if you ever noticed like if um, they had uh, the big speakers right next to the monitor, over time the monitor would get this really dark spot on the edges because of the magnet being so close to it. Yeah, that's what it was. There it is, right there. There's a flyback. See, so if these started to go, because it see it looks like kind of like a penis. Yeah. Um, if these started to go, well, what would happen is not only would not only would that fucking sine wave go, but the monitor, the the video in and of itself would start to pinch. Okay. So it would start to get all scrunchy. So it would just kind of wave in like this. And be really fucking annoying. Is it odd that I still think that the invention of the television is still genius? Well, look at this thing. You would literally have an object. It's a transformer that has a suction cup yeah. that fits to the back of a fucking TV screen. Yeah. And that that's where you get your picture from. <laughs> that's fucking genius. How do you figure that out? How do you get to the point where you learn how to do that properly so that you can get a, an image on a screen? All I want to know is how do they figure out that a suction cup could fit to the back of a screen and yeah. not not this stuff. I mean, this is all electronics. It's not that big of a deal. Sound can be turned into electronics, yada yada yada. Yeah. Not worried about that. What what not, and I'm not even worried. What I'm most interested in is how they figure out the fucking suction cup. Like we need to put something on the back of this TV to get the picture. Hmm. Um, hold on a second. Whoop. I would assume a lot of trial and error, man. I that's the only thing no, I can. it's just like um uh Polio disease and stuff like yeah. that, like Vaseline. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, uh, most of that stuff was. So, just... uh, how can people watch this uh, this film? Uh, go to Vimeo and pay the money to watch this film. Pay it, you know, support stuff like this. Yes. Instead of going Absolutely. and seeing shit like Wreck It Ralph, <laughs> the new one, which sucks, or the old Transformers movies, or yeah, any Michael Bay shit, or TMNT, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, yeah. Support, Michael Bay movies. Support good filmmaking, good writing, uh, and and yes, pay pay the few dollars that it costs to see Love Is Dead. You know, support these people because um, well, they deserve it. It's it's not just that. I mean, if you support these guys, they're gonna make better things. Not only are they gonna make better things, they're going to become bigger, bigger people in the industry. Yeah, and and get rid of people like Colin Trevorrow. And and uh, and that one guy we hate from uh, Michael Bay. No, I, the guy who fucked up um, Brian uh, Singer, Prometheus, <laughs> Damon Lindelof. Lindelof, yeah, that motherfucker. I haven't heard from, but he's doing Watchmen on HBO. So, yeah. well, I don't have HBO. I don't give a shit. But that's my, my point is, is that when you get talented people like this that know how to fucking write, yeah, that know how to direct and can do comedies like this, yes. You're gonna get fucking spectacular things from them in the future. Yeah. Look at Evan. Uh, is it? Look at the other Goldberg, Adam Goldberg. Oh yeah, not Evan. Adam, like from the Goldbergs. Yeah, that show's been on almost five years now, and they've they have a formula, and it's fine because every one of the shows it's is hundred plus episodes. Yeah, every one of the shows is funny, funny, funny. Then then there's a there's a mom moment or a dad moment, you know, where uh, everybody learns their lesson, and then you go from there. Right, 
I'm fine with that. I'm fine with their with, with their uh, uh, shtick, you know, whatever you want to call it. But their formula, yeah, I'm fine with it because it's a because it's a solid fucking show. Yeah, it's one of the funnier shows out there. It's one of the best shows out there. And these guys, these guys can do the same thing. Yeah, absolutely. So go to Vimeo, look up "Love Is Dead" with an exclamation point. You don't even need to do that. You just go to uh, you just look up "Love Is Dead." Well, there's other things that have been made that are called "Love Is Dead." There's like yeah, a film from 2016. Th- there's and nothing going to be on there from Vimeo. Shall we check? Just in case. I mean, you know. Let's do this. Vimeo.com. Search. Love is dead. Go! <laughs> See, uh, so now we got to look up something else. Hold on a second. N-Y-E-H. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> you would think that you would, you know, yeah, entertainment. Yeah, there we go. There we go. So if you look up N-Y-E-H, yeah. Entertainment. Two Minute Kenneth. You'll find Two Minute Kenneth. <laughs> Shitty roommates. Shitty roommates with Adolf Hitler. <laughs> I want to watch that too. That's yeah. another one. All yeah. God's Creatures, Bad Apples, Bad Apples. I think it's because you have to pay to see um, to see Love is Dead. Maybe that's why it's not um, on there. It, it's, it's, it's possible, but um, why don't you just go to nyehentertainment.com. Dot com. Yeah, if you go to NYEH Entertainment, NIA, which is probably New York Entertainment Headquarters or some shit like that. But if you go there, you'll be able to find Love is Dead, and it'll take you to a direct link where it's video on Vimeo On Demand, uh, Amazon, and... Ooh, ready? <laughs> We're going to watch the trailer for Catch-22. There we go. Dead Asian in the bathtub. What? This chick is definitely dead, man! Who the f is that? Stripper, man! Everybody shut the f up! We gotta call the cops, dude. We gotta call the cops and we gotta call them right f. Nobody is calling anybody. Nobody is going anywhere. Nobody is rolling the dice on anything until we find out what the f is happening in there. The only thing you can't choose in life is where you come from. Well, I'm, I'm proud as f- of where I come from because it's the same place you guys came from. Knowing that is worth more than I'll ever be sober enough to give back. Wasn't Twinkle Twinkle Little Star what was playing on the snow globe? Yes. In Love is Dead? I think okay. so. Okay, I, I just... Wanted to make sure. Uh, I have to say that uh, this is very similar to Very Bad Things as well, but it seems to be a little bit more serious. Um, you know what? I, hey, uh, maybe Nya can be the next uh, A24. Yeah, that'd be great. So, yeah. Except A24 is a production company. Well, you, you know what I mean. No, I don't. I, I don't know. What the fuck, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. No, I don't know. Right, so. I don't know what you mean. <laughs> uh, what I'm saying is uh, thank you, Josh. Yes. Thank you, Shawnee. 
Oh, look at this. Whoop. Boo, yeah, we got the... Hey, I'm I'm on your site, guys. <laughs> we are on your site. Yeah. Uh, NYEH is listening to Cinescape Magazine Movie Reviews. Uh, the Cinescape Magazine Movie Reviews podcast, guys, kicking the tires on Love is Dead. We love the movie. Yes. Thank you. We want to see more of your stuff. We're not asking you to uh, give us free shit or whatever else, but... But, nice. but give us free shit. But give us free shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wear a four extra large four uh, XL T shirt. If you want to send some merch, yeah. <laughs> um, we are uh, as you're listening to this. Uh, we recorded this on the fifth of November. No, I'm just kidding. It's the the fifth of December. Yes. Um, and I just have to say, uh, very good job, man. Awesome, awesome job. Yes. And uh, fuck, I don't care. Golf clap. Oh, more on golf clap. <laughs> Round of applause. <laughs> and uh, keep up the good work. Yes, and uh, yeah, and if there's anything, uh, any updates or anything you want us to mention, uh, we can definitely do that. Yeah, trailers, sure. whatever else. Let us know whatever else you want us to check out and and push and yada yada yada. We'll be more than glad to do it. If you know anybody that wants their stuff reviewed. We'll be more than glad to do it. We're honest. We're not a kiss-ass bunch of fucking, you know, uh, dimwits that are just out for, you know, pushing our name out there or whatever else like that. Yeah, I mean, we, if you have, like, weird-ass fucking props like lemons on vines, dude, we're going to call you out on it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm what, just fucking with you, man. Just shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, what, what, basically what it is is... is we're we try to be as honest as possible with 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 the movies, with the trailers, with anything that we watch, uh, probably to our detriment. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd rather be honest than be one of the fake critics out there that are doing it for money. Oh yeah, like if you look at video game reviewers, man, everyone every video game that comes out gets a nine out of ten. Yeah, it's and, like, and we're not into that. Yeah, in fact, this uh, we didn't give we make movies a nine. No, we didn't give or an eight. We gave I think we gave it a seven. Yeah, we didn't, and we did the same thing with with uh, Ross Monroe's Legacy of Whining. Yeah. You know, we were very honest and we were very straightforward, mm-hmm. um, and we don't pull any punches. But it's also a respect thing. Yes, we respect the hell out of you guys, and this is this is an area we want to get into. So if you know anybody that wants their stuff reviewed, honestly reviewed, you know, we're we're right there. We'll be more than glad to do it. You know, uh, and we just put it on our show. Yeah, we won't say meh to your nyeh. Nyeh, meow. <laughs> all right, so that that's all we got for this one, man. And uh, thanks again. Yeah, thank you guys so much for letting us uh, watch your watch your movie. It was it was entertaining, and we really appreciate it. Felt like a privilege, man. Rock. So, all right, so fuck off. All right, all right, fuck off.